I know every review is going to start talking about how big of a gap uh, there was between Avatar 1 and Avatar The Way of Water, but I'm going to put it this way, a different angle. It was so long, I have an 11-year-old child who didn't exist ever at, on, in any way, shape, or form when I saw Avatar 1. Also, I want to start this by saying I don't think Avatar The Way of Water is boring. I've seen so many article headlines like Avatar 2, Dead in the Water, Avatar 2 is boring. One was a BuzzFeed article, so I thought, eh, probably clickbait, maybe. Um, the only reason I thought it might be clickbait is because I went to my preferred reviewer, who seems to see eye-to-eye -eye on a lot uh, in terms of movies and preferences in movies, uh, and he didn't think it was boring at all, but I'll, I'll mention him a little later. Um, what I will say is I think there's a lot of fat on uh, not only Avatar The Way of Water, but Avatar 1. Like, much like uh, Peter Jackson's uh, King Kong. That's a movie where I think there's a lot of fat, as in stuff you could cut out, but if you did cut it out, I think it would genuinely lessen the experience of the movie. Those, those extra 30 minutes to an hour in King Kong, if you cut that out, you wouldn't feel for King Kong nearly as much. And I think that's true for Avatar 1. If you didn't if you, you didn't have that fat, if you cut it all out, you wouldn't fall in love with Pandora and actually feel how wrong everything is that that company was doing. Similarly here, I think it's a lot longer than it could have been if you were writing the script with, uh, with Save the Cat in your other hand. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut this down. You know what I mean? So that's your warning. There's, there's going to be, I don't know, stretches where, I don't know, maybe you do feel bored. But I, on a first watch. I think on a second watch especially, it would feel so much more natural. And you'll get it. I'm a big fan of two watches. Um... Because me, I can have a reaction on a first watch, and then on a second watch, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, no. Uh, one instance would be The Dark Knight Rises. Man, I left that theater like, whoa! And a rewatch, yeah, it doesn't age well. It's, it's the lesser of the three. Um, on the other hand, I watched There Will Be Blood, and my god, I did not know what I was going into, so I shit-talked that movie for months. I was like, oh yeah, there will be blood. Oh yeah, there'll be blood. It's like 30 minutes in, they're like, oh no, 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 don't worry, there will be blood. Then you know, and you're like, hey, I know there's no blood, but there will be. I mocked that. And I watched it a second time, and I was an idiot. I was a fool. I'm not saying anyone else is an idiot. I'm saying me in that specific instance, total idiot. Wow. There Will Be Blood is a masterpiece. And I was 100% wrong. Uh, but maybe I can tackle some of the things that could have undercut the experience for others that I noticed. And maybe knowing that going in, it'll be better for you. Now, I'm going to keep it very spoiler-free, but there's going to be some broad things I'm going to talk about. First is that Jake Sully, the main character from the first film, who... <laughs> That YouTube video made fun of the fact that nobody could remember his name. Jake Sully was the main character in Avatar 1. He's not the main character anymore. 
the main character is the family. It's shared. Now, some members of the family get more attention over the runtime than others, and that'll be up to you if you would have preferred uh, a different mixture. But I think it worked for the story that was being told here. And also, the first Avatar, of course, was this very conventional story or very very final you know the ending felt final felt completed and this one feels like a complete narrative and a piece of a larger narrative and not in a bad way my gosh we've seen after everybody every studio got a hard-on for marvel's cinematic universe how many movies have felt like cheap pieces to a bigger puzzle that were not satisfying in themselves. That is not this. Think Lord of the Rings. That's that's how this feels. Like they've talked about Avatar five, Avatar six, Avatar seven. I think this is this is going to be a part of a huge tapestry that if I mean James Cameron has talked about how he's gonna die before he finishes all the Avatar movies he he's wanted to make. If he can complete his vision while he's alive and find a successor who can continue on as he's talked about. I think this is going to be one of the most remarkable franchises and stories that we'll have available to us. And not remarkable because of I don't mean, no, let me not put it that way. I was gonna I was gonna take a unintentionally take a dig at the writing. You know, everyone knows it's a very conventional story the first one it's it's disney's pocahontas with blue people cinematically of course we know it's amazing and my god the cgi doesn't seem like it's updated since 2009 and that's not an insult that's a compliment to 2009 holy crap these look amazing um by the way i watched an imax 3d uh my favorite reviewer dan Merle, i'm about to get to him uh, said that he saw it in 48 frames a second, and sometimes instead of doing 48 frames a second, they would have 24 frames a second and double it up, and then it would feel jittery. I think that's what I felt with the first Hobbit movie. I didn't like it. Uh, but my theater, my AMC, didn't tell me if I it was in 48 frames a second, so I can't tell you if I uh, if that's a good format to watch in, because I don't know if I experienced it. If I did, it's fine, because nothing bothered me. But I I would hedge my bets and say I didn't. What I will say is I did IMAX 3D, and I've actually recently been in a huge fan of sitting closer to the screen for IMAX screenings, because when you look up, it's just this vast, it feels so much more epic and huge and, and amazing. But do not do that with 3D. Um, went to IMAX 3D, and the trailers tipped me and my daughter off. I'm very anal about visuals, and I, don't, I can see shit that people don't, and I feel bad pointing it out to people sometimes. Um, but even she noticed, like, the 3D at that angle, it, was, it, it would have looked horrible. So please, if, if, you ha if a theater is packed and the only seats in the front are near the front and it's IMAX 3D, skip it. it it's not worth it. Because um, you'll notice, and it'll be annoying, it won't. It'll be just enough to really take you out the entire movie. Anyway. <coughs> so Dan Merle's review, 
I, I recommend everyone check it out. I'm going to put a link down below. But the main thing <laughs> that I disagree with is there's a human character. And they're in a loincloth the whole movie. Why? Because they grew up with the Navi. Now, rewatching Avatar 1 yesterday, I don't think everybody remembers how much full, plump ass <laughs> and nipples and exposed breasts are in Avatar 1. Full, and not just male nipple, female nipple. Boom! Right on display. I think it just doesn't stand out to people. Like, it doesn't... It, they just don't... Might not notice it because they're blue. So he was like, Ah, oh, get this guy some clothes. It must be chilly. I'm like, No, that's perfect. I, w I would actually think it was ridiculous if he was dressed in human clothes when he knows two humans. Like, besides Jake, who's now human Navi. Uh, he only knows two humans, the scientists that stayed behind. He's not, he's going to be a Navi. It was great. Um, I do have like one thing that I would change about the movie, but I'm not going to mention that here because I don't want to put that in your head before you see it. It's, it's so small. It, it would improve it, but it's not, it's not, um, going to destroy the experience by it not being there. So I recommend that you see Avatar The Way of Water, and I recommend you see it in the format that will be most glorious. I've heard that all Dolby screenings are 48 frames a second, but don't quote me on that. Just just check it out for yourself. Um, what I will say is this movie this movie is really depressing. Mainly because especially watching Avatar 1 yesterday is Avatar 1 is the most popular movie on the fucking planet. And its message is an indictment of corrupt power. And I don't... It doesn't feel like the world's gotten better since then. Maybe... Maybe it's the Dark Knight thing. It's always darkest before the dawn where all the warts and things that have always been there, we see them more now. But that movie and this movie are just huge. Like, the reason there is so much fat is, is to make us fall in love with this new world so that when Home Tree in Avatar 1 is crushed, we cry, we, we're frustrated, we're angry. But here when Bolsonaro burns down the Amazon forest, we're mostly like, man, dick move, man. You shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that. It it doesn't hurt. And that's fucked up, because this is our earth. Um so the rest of this is gonna be mostly a soapbox and just me me talking about frustrations that came to mind because of this movie and what a lot, I think, this movie is trying to say. You know, it it it, it wants you to to not accept corrupt power, not accept the logic of invaders or 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 selfish people and assholes. It wants you to question that because it's literally what happens in these movies. These these rich assholes who just want profit and to make money off the off 
off someone else's home at any cost. It's disgusting. It's horrifying. And we know that watching it, but then it just doesn't feel like we we bring it home. Like, it's textbook. In this movie and the last, they do things like call them savages, look down on them, and that's to dehumanize them so that they can rationalize their own atrocity because if, if they saw the Navi as people with brains and thoughts and feelings and emotions, they, they'd kill themselves before doing what they did. They could, and they wouldn't be able to stand how horrible they're treating them, how much they're, they're, how much destruction they're bringing to their own lives. And, uh, if you were wondering, uh, slight spoiler, but it's for what's not going to be here. There's not, there's no unobtainium here in this movie. However, it made me think like, yeah, of course, there's not just one thing, uh, America, for instance, or just any big civilization or world power, you know, throughout history, what Christopher Columbus killed to get gold, people have killed to get oil. It's just tribalism and territorialism and abuse, you know, instead of working together. Hell, in this movie, they confirm what they what's in the Wikipedia summary for the first movie, which is that Earth is dying. They killed the Earth. Oh, wait, Jake says that in the first movie. So they say it again. And their goal is to, I think, terraform um, Pandora. And if not terraform, take over. Did you need to do it with weapons and fire and destruction? Or... You know, if humans came back and came with humility and said, we messed up, we will die if we don't find somewhere else to live. We want to be better, and we'd like to live here if you'll have us. Is that something that would be possible? If so, you are in charge. We will follow your lead. We will, we will adapt to your ways. Would the Na'vi have turned them away? Maybe, based on the last movie, but... Maybe not. And if... Because of the last movie, then you, you fucked yourself. Humans. It's just... It just reminded me of how sick I am of people politicizing humanity and morals. And no, I'm not not saying like, oh, it's moral to be one political color and moral to be another. It's just, at the end of the day, some shit is just morals. Just, I saw someone mock someone else who was just speaking facts on Twitter, saying, weird that you think everything and they said their political party is false. And I was just like, you can probably guess what side it was. But I'm an independent, and I would actually prefer if everyone was an independent so we could actually fucking get shit done. But my reaction to that, which I did not respond because 
losing battle, uh, not going to change anything, was, really, well, are your facts from politicians or are your facts from scientists? I think I can bet which one it was. Um, and it just... Everything. School shootings are politicized in the U.S. Like, really? We all, and we know why. We know why. Because if, if the people getting money from the groups that sell guns actually want, follow morals and care about the people who are being hurt in school shootings, they'll lose the funding for their next political campaign. And those people selling the guns will uh give money to their competitors you see you see hints of that in glass onion um which is on netflix soon it's just it's so i mean things from like the dictator's handbook i read that and it made it opened my eyes to how evil genius some people are where previously i just thought how the fuck did you get to that point that makes no sense why would you say that why would that be your conclusion and dictator's handbook showed me that it, it made me remember like how frustrating it is that only the biggest pieces of shit become our our billionaires who are in control of the most things even people who i thought had a moral compass like elon musk with tesla and i liked my tesla i would like to get another tesla but now he's just going on twitter and just doing anything to to drum up hate and by the way i've heard so many people talk about free speech he's standing up for free speech free speech free speech free speech no suppression free speech is not being able to say fucking anything you want on any social platform at any time of the day without ever being punished for that and punishment can be as little as having your tweet removed and oh my god that's they think that's suppression of free speech. Free speech is is not getting arrested for saying that. There are some things in the United States you can be arrested for, like saying, I want to kill the president of the United States. Not And look up White as Kids You Know for a funny sketch about that, but it wasn't illegal for me to say that because it was an example. But like, we just found out Elon Musk, when he had to pay $5.7 billion dollars uh, he sent it to his own charity, and Adam Burns everything has already covered this with Bill Gates doing that, and uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He's not donating ninety nine percent of his his wealth to charity. He's donating ninety nine percent of his wealth to his charity. It's I'm just I don't know how he stopped this. Like, I had someone asked me years ago, if I was president, what would I do? What would I change? One thing. And I said I'd eliminate corporate lobbying. No corporate lobbying. Can't do it. Nope. Done. Can't do it. No lobbying. You can't pay to influence politics. Because, and we've seen that. We've seen how trickle-down economics don't work we've seen how i mean it's baffling we've seen how the minimum wage in the united states doesn't didn't match inflation and and 
my God, mention that in a in a millionaire in a real estate uh, uh, Facebook group, you'll get a hundred people saying people just need to stop being so lazy. They need to grind. They need to work. And it's like, no, minimum wage is literally there. Just literally, it's the fucking definition. The minimum you need to not starve and be homeless. And if, and the fact that it hasn't matched inflation, I, the last time I looked, it was like an overwhelming majority of states had minimum wages lower than what it would, the federal minimum wage would be if the federal minimum wage was attached to inflation. But of course, the the people who have the money, the big corporations, they they can help influence things so that it doesn't match inflation. But the people who actually need it. They don't have the money to do the lobbying for that. It's just... I know this is just a soapbox that I'm getting on, but like, really, it... even yesterday, someone was mad because of uh, the announcement that Henry Cavill wasn't coming back. And fair, fine. But they were like, ah, James Gunn did it. He brought Henry Cavill back and made him quit Witcher. And then, buh. You're out of here. I was like, no, he didn't. You know that he didn't. You're bad faith. And he was like, and he came back with these, or no, he came back with what I just said. And I was like, to rephrase your dumb question, why listen to Henry Cavill? And I literally just sent screenshots of Henry Cavill's statement, him confirming that James Gunn was not in the position he is today, or Peter Safran, when he was told by the studio to announce his return. And separately saying that he quit the witcher because he was hurt he had to prioritize his mental health maybe the dc uh, superman thing factored in but it was not the only factor and that and that guy was like uh you're not making much sense blocked uh, excuse me you're talking about henry cavill and i quoted henry cavill literally this is why I have a poster that says, don't be stupid, stupid, because critical thinking feels like it's dead on the internet. And, I mean, this is why I like a, a lot. I mean, this is going to factor into the next thing I'm going to say, but I love this hat. Keep going, because I love the message. It's also from Philip DeFranco, that same poster. Sorry. Um... But that, that's why I gravitate towards the, the things that I love, like this. I haven't watched Kick-Ass in years, but I can tell you the, the part that made me cry in the theater. It was outside the, the uh, coffee shop when Kick-Ass is actually helping the first person he's ever helped. And the guy says, uh, you want to die for this piece of shit that you don't even know? So I, I forget his... Uh, his prompt, but Kickass responds, "The three assholes laying into one guy while everyone else watches." And you want to know what's wrong with me? Yeah, I'd rather die. So bring it on. And when I was in the theater with my friends around me, I knew that if in that situation at that point in time, I would be a person watching. I wanted to be more like the person that would intervene. So I love Ted Lasso because. He wants people to be better. That's why I love Kick's Minutes. They're all good movies, but like, the, uh, the quote from this I love most is, uh, is he's, it's a paraphrasing, but uh, 
There is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. That's why I have this tattoo. That's why I have this screen. That's why I have this tattoo. I... When did my take our morals and our, our ability to think critically and just sell it up to the river to these people who want to validate our, our worst emotions? I want to be angry at people. Like, and, and I saw this in a review about Glass Onion recently. It's great. Oh, I can't spoil it. Ah. All right, well, it it's uh, it's not necessarily a spoiler. It's just a it's just a, a hint at a factor of the ending. It won't tell you who kills them, but they talked about how the real response to invaders, colonialism, things like that, things like the British uh, who became Americans with the Native Americans, uh, the. the just invasions like that, the, the way to get rid of invaders and make them stop is not by trying to find some peaceful route. It's by fighting back and pounding them into the dirt until they stop. That's how... That's why we had the Revolutionary War here. That's why we had the Civil War... And... I so it's so dangerous because I so it's, it feels like the only way to stop this continued descent I mean has America ever actually been truly great we've, we we went through we 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 massacred Native Americans we enslaved populations and brought them to our our new shores that we stole. We we had to fight segregation. We had to fight racism. We're still fighting fucking Nazis. We had to fight for women to vote. We had to fight for equal pay. We're still fighting. When did we have this fucking ego? And it feels like it just needs, there just needs to be a civil and 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 take those Fucking billionaires who are hoarding all the wealth and letting people starve and 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 just sucking the life out of every poor person they can to unseat them. But then that's what I meant by dangerous because if I feel like I have the right to kill other people or think that it's morally right to kill other people, then who am I to say to 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 think I'm a better person because that's what they think. It's the insurrection when the whole government was tried to be overthrown and the fact that the motherfuckers who started it, who incited it, aren't, who truly incited it, are not in jail or negatively impacted. I don't give a shit what your political leaning is. I just want you to have a heart. So frustrating. You know, I had somebody lose uh, a rose gold ring in my car as a driver, as an Uber driver. Or they thought they did. They didn't. It wasn't in my car. I looked. 
I don't care about a rose gold ring. I and if I if I wanted to steal it and sell it, I wouldn't know how. <sighs> but I told them I didn't have it. I didn't find it. It sounded from context clues like they were entrusted with someone's engagement ring. They fucked up by losing it. So that's a tough spot to be in. But instead of just being like, I don't know, uh, trying to find it somewhere else, they called me relentlessly every, all times of the day and fucking night. Just to the point where I couldn't sleep. Um... And at a certain point, I had a, and a ride. I was avoiding their calls because they wouldn't stop harassing me. I begged Uber to do something. I begged Uber to do something. I was picking somebody up, and they were a little further down uh, the way. And I was like, I don't know if that's them. And then I started getting calls. Like, and it looked like they were on their phone. So I was like, that's probably them. No, it was the person who kept harassing me. So I snapped. It's not my job to coddle some idiot uh for weeks who's harassing me my job is to get someone from point a to point b and be a gentleman about it and i did that truth is i remember exactly the ride three women alcohol in the back we didn't talk it was a short ride it's kind of a bummer because i like talking to everybody um but i get it you know i don't overstep those bounds people are in uh in a conversation i'm not gonna interrupt just to Get some words in. Um, but I snapped. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't have your fucking ring. And they reported me to Uber and I got fired. Uber didn't give a shit. They, they, they had records of me begging them to intervene. They didn't give a shit about me. I've... That was back in February. I don't care what people's political leanings are. Just, just. Could you live with yourself? Like, that's, that's, that's why motherfuckers like that asshole with the three cuts in the first one. Calls them savages. In this movie, they say the Navi insurgents. Are you fucking kidding me? They're not insurgents. You're the only insurgents. Ah. I know that wasn't the review you might have expected when you started, but it's the most popular movie in history. And we haven't gotten the message. You know, I've heard James Cameron can be a dick, but like, the stories he's telling have a moral center to it that's worth listening to. And there's movies like my favorite movie, Blind Spotting, that's not going to be the most popular movie in the world. M partially because it's real. It's telling a real world story. It's fictionalized, but you see it, the people here. It's easy to get the message because they're blue. We don't have blue people. You can't politicize whether... Whether police are violence towards uh, underserved communities and people of color is is because of is the victim's fault. There's victim blaming in our world. There's victim blaming in this movie, 
I'm sure there's victim blaming in the first one. I watched it yesterday, but it's just exhausting. Hoping that shit'll get better. I'm not even afraid for my daughter because of climate change. I'm afraid for my daughter because the world fucking sucks. I'm gonna go spend time with her. See Avatar in the Shape of Water and do something good for someone after. I mean, that's why I love Spirit. I've had the song, I keep having the song uh, uh, do a little better. Uh, Spirited on Apple TV Plus. Please watch it. Ted Lasso as well. But I have this stuck in my head because it's all we have to do is choose to be nice, just a little bit nicer every day. And it can be exhausting when you try to do that to someone. I literally had someone screaming at me when I was trying to help them because they said their car was broke down. I don't know. I'm going to go spend time with my daughter.